Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Hormonal Podcast. Today is obviously a very special day because it's Valentine's Day. Love is in the air tonight, but you know what else is? Hormones. I know I said this before, but this is like the first episode of Hormonal, and that's exactly what I'm feeling right now, to be honest. I just wanted to take this first episode and kind of introduce myself and the concept of my podcast and explain how exactly I got here. So it's basically kind of like a lore episode, and it's probably going to be the only one of its kind. I just know everybody's been asking me a lot of questions about, you know, starting a podcast, how I did it, like everything about it. And, you know, I feel like this episode is just going to do a really good job of summarizing it. I'm going to get into a little bit more. You'll you'll see, you know. So I'm telling you, it was incredibly hard and it required a lot of willpower actually to set up everything the way that I wanted it to. But I guess it finally happened and you guys are finally listening to it on Valentine's Day, just like I wanted And I'm glad everything worked out because now we're here and I get to share hormonal with you guys. Like, yeah, like I'm I'm so happy about it. But anyway, with that being said, I guess I'll just get into a little bit more about me. So more than anything, like anything in the world ever, I always wanted to be an OBGYN one day. And I, I feel like that started that started when I was younger, I just kind of didn't realize it at the moment. So I just learned that I love every single thing about it. I love the fact that I'll be able to deliver babies and advise people on their bodies because it is something that is so taboo these days. Like if you follow my Instagram, I feel like you guys have seen that I post a lot about Roe v. Wade, just like resources on how to learn more, contraception. And I am part of Rutgers for Planned Parenthood here. Um, during my studies. Um, So I am really involved in the reproductive access, reproductive health world. And I do want to go into that. And I remember my love for reproductive health actually came from reading. It was first like magazines when I was younger. Like I was into a lot of different fashion magazines. I loved Vogue. I love Cosmopolitan which is actually the magazine I'm going to be referencing right now. It was like my entire holy grail. I love that magazine to death. And it was kind of like a big sister to me because the thing is I'm from Bangladesh and like a lot of people don't really like they they don't talk about their bodies and like it's not really like a thing that is ever discussed inside of your family and I don't I don't know I just kind of hated it and and I yeah, I just didn't know where to go. So there was like a lot of things that were happening at the time and that I was reading about. And it was like a lot about periods and hormones. And all these things kind of seemed really like foreign to me because like all this stuff wasn't happening to me. It wasn't my problem at the time. I kind of was just there for like the fashion and like, oh, like what should I wear next week? Or like, what is the new trend? But basically, it wasn't my problem at the time. But that's really not the case because like eventually I did I did get older. I entered middle school and all these issues came running to me. I got I got my period and my body was changing. All these things were happening, but I just didn't know what to do. I didn't really know where to go from there either. I kind of just binged Cosmopolitan at the time. That was the only thing I knew. I was too scared to ask my mom too because 
I know that she like really didn't like talking about periods and I knew that I couldn't ask her and I didn't know that I I didn't know that I could ask my friends either because like I didn't know that they were going through it. I didn't know what was happening to me. So I kind of just went through the magazine. I was reading all these articles and I was like, oh, man, like this is where I'm going to get my information from from now on. And I feel like in the process, I genuinely learned so much. And I thought it was so interesting that I needed to know more. So like every month I would kind of just go on Cosmo and just binge their entire health section, like everything that they have to say that was sciencey related because I was like, oh, like one day I want to go into the medical field. And this is like a fashion magazine, which I get my daily dose of fashion in, but I also get my, you know, dose, sorry, dose of like health stuff going in there. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. But eventually, eventually, um, I used to be like a really big reader too when I was little. And um, I would just read like a lot of stuff. Like it wasn't just magazines. There was like a lot of books involved too. And recently I did start reading medical nonfiction. Um, I want to say like two years ago. And I just feel like it completely change the way that I looked at healthcare as a whole because I always thought it was just like this sciencey thing it was all science and nothing else but there's just so many different components of it that we don't really think about really and so eventually reading all these magazines turned into reading books like especially medical nonfiction, and while I was reading, they talked a lot about hormones. I would read like a lot of stuff about reproductive health, obviously, to start off. And my first book was actually about reproductive health, like getting to know your body. And I honestly loved it. And I was like, wow, like I need to read more books in this category. And basically, after that, I remember that they talked a lot about hormones and fertility. And I feel like hormones, fertility, they have like a lot of crossovers. So I was like, hey, I need to start reading about hormones like right now too. Because they keep mentioning it and I just don't know what they're talking about. They've always seemed they've always seemed interesting and I just didn't I, I didn't know much about it. So I was like, I need to know. And at the time I was like racking up a ton of like books that I needed to read like I had a to be read list that was really really long honestly it's still really long it honestly might be like 400 books long and I know I'm not gonna live long enough to read all of that but you know it's good to have so basically I have so basically I had this one book that I was dying to read and it was actually called Aroused, The History of Hormones and How They Control Just About Everything by Randy Hutter Epstein. And this book, let me tell you, it sparked an entire hormone revolution inside of my brain. And I like genuinely can't even begin to describe into words. Like at that moment, I genuinely kind of wish I had photographic memory so I could memorize all of all of the names of all the hormones, all their purposes. And it really just got me like super hormonal like that's like the only word I can think of it sorry guys but so honestly sorry guys you'll probably be hearing the hormonal joke a lot but basically I remember the way that the book was set up was that it was separated into different chapters and each chapter was like a different hormone 
And they would start off with like the history of the hormone, um, how it came to be, like the first discoveries, blah, blah, blah. And they would also get into like recent research studies and how it affects your brain, how it affects your body. And they just threw in like a lot of cool facts that I just didn't know. And the more I read it, the more I realized that like there's literally a hormone for everything. It actually interested me even more because nobody seemed to talk about it. Like I read the book after and I remember telling all of my friends and I was like, guys, like I read this cool new hormone book. You should totally try it out. But I don't know. I feel like it's just not talked about. And they were like, no way. Like, I didn't know that hormones could do that. And like, it, it just, it sparked like this whole thing in me. And I was like, wow. But the thing is, it's like not even taboo either. Because it's just like chemicals in your brain. I don't know why my parents never talked about it. I don't know why my friends don't talk about it. I don't know why society as a whole doesn't talk about it. Because it's just chemicals, man. It's just the chemicals in our body that helps us function. And so, so I was just like, why, why don't people talk about it? So like, you know how like people are always like, you always want what you can't have. I feel like that was me in the moment because I was like, why does nobody talk about it? I have to talk about it. I have to be the one to break the streak and start talking about it. And the thing is, my family does actually suffer from a lot of different health concerns with hormones because my mom suffer, suffers from hypothyroidism and my dad actually does have a lot of high cholesterol and diabetes so it does run in the family. And I, I I don't know why they didn't talk about it, though. Like, you know, despite having all these problems, it was just kind of unaddressed. And we talked about it once in a while, maybe. Maybe if there was like a doctor's appointment, we'd talk about it. But that was kind of it. And I just thought that if it wasn't talked about in my own family, there's got to be like a whole lot of other stories out there. I wanted to know like what kind of crazy things all these other hormones were up to because like when I read this book these hormones they do crazy things that you wouldn't even imagine and I, I really just wanted to know more I want to know more and I feel like I'm definitely going to learn a lot more through this podcast when I'm with you guys. So all these hormones have different personalities they have different characteristics but at the end of the day they're kind of like a huge friend group like they're all my friends and they do anything to help me they're constantly working so hard because they know who I am they know who you are and they kind of love us for it like that's kind of their purpose they're always there to help us so with these different personality traits if you will some of them sometimes clash some of them go overboard but that's hardcore the point but you know they're just trying to get your attention so it is kind of like a huge friend group. Like when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like think about your current friend group. And then you think about all the different hormones. They have different functions. You probably have like the loud one or the really shy one or the one that like overthinks everything, which would be like cortisol or like, you know, or the one that's like hungover, antidiuretic hormone, um, the bodybuilder, um, you know, throwing in trend, throwing in steroids throwing in all those testosterone derivatives and maybe even the one who's extremely impulsive um the poker addict like that like that's dopamine um so it's not even just like an entire friend group it's like a whole town of people like it's like a whole town of people and you're kind of like the king or queen if you will 
everyone answers to you and everything happens exactly the way it is intended to happen for the sake of you. Each hormone is a story worth knowing and a personality worth cherishing. Like they're all like little people. So I feel like we deserve to know them. They're just like us. And similar to us, I thought they deserve to be heard. Each hormone has its own story or like stories even because they're such complex little creatures or chemicals is a better word to say. They all have their own jobs and the jobs like like, you know, they have they have their own jobs and then they have the jobs they like to help their other little friends do. Because like at the end of the day, they're like us, like, you know, like we all have our own thing that we're good at. But then we go help our friends like the best that we can to help them do whatever it is that they're doing. So it's kind of like our friend group, but the remix inside of our bodies, if that makes sense. Um, I just wanted to tell the story of this entire town of people and just tell everyone about all these all these different characteristics that hormones have so we can get to know them more. And like, what better way to do that than through a podcast? I just feel like the best way to explain this concept is through words. And I wanted to do it in a way where you're actually hopefully able to learn something, but it's also kind of like conversational. So it's not like sciencey all the time. Um, yeah, I just wanted to wanted it to be something that you guys can listen to and like just enjoy listening to in your free time and, you know, just really get to learn something. So let me start off by breaking down what the podcast is actually going to be like, hopefully. Although I might change a couple things per episode, these things will definitely stay the same throughout the episode because they are the things that I want to cover. So I'm definitely going to have like a history section and this can be a lot of different things depending on the episode. The reason the section exists is because hormones weren't discovered until like 1902. And so basically in 1902, William Bayliss and Ernest Starling were actually the ones that found like the first hormone. They found that in response to the delivery of acidic fluid from the stomach to the intestine, secretin, which is like an internal secretion was released into the blood from the endocrine cells of the duodenum, which is like part of your stomach. But before this, though, there was like a lot of crazy explanations as to why or how hormones worked. Like there was a lot of different concepts that were going on. Like people used like black magic or miracles from God or like a lot of potions. I th- Yeah, potions to explain why we were feeling the way we were feeling, why people would get sick, why we would feel hungry or like all those different sensations. They used a lot of different things to justify what hormones are or what we know them to be like um, current day. So then I have a research study. And since this is a podcast about hormones, this one, I guess, was a dead giveaway. There's always been a lot of really cool hormone research studies. And I feel like they're always swept under the rug because they're not even like thought about. Um, I feel like most hormones are so dual tone, triple tone, multi-purpose, whatever word you want to use it, because they just have so many uses for them. Like they all just do everything in the grand scheme of things. Like everyone mainly thinks that these hormones are like one thing or the other thing, but that's just really not the case. Like, you know, like I said, they're just like us. We all have complex personalities. We might even have more than one thing we're good at. Sometimes maybe someone associates you with something like soccer, but that doesn't mean you're not secretly good at drawing too. 
Hormones have secret talents too, and their ability to do a little bit of everything is what makes them special. Um, so I did also want to have a conversational segment that was related to the research study that we are doing. I feel like some conversation back and forth between me and whoever it is that I'm talking to. I feel like it adds like a little bit of lightheartedness to the episode almost because we're probably going to be debating or something or laughing about it. And I feel like it's just needed. Going off of that, I thought a modern event section would also be really interesting because even if we do know this information, I wanted to show you guys where it's being applied in real life. Like I want you to ask yourself, where can I see this happening in real life? I feel like hormones you can talk about forever and you'll still never be done because there's just so much to cover. But we only have so much time. But with that being said, I have like a huge reveal I want to tell you guys about. I know like I only told like a couple people. But in addition to the podcast, I wanted to have like this little digital magazine blog type thing called The Dopamine. And it's kind of going to be like a part of hormonal. And I know there's going to be so many different people who come on this podcast with so many different stories to tell. And I just I want to hear all of them. And I want everyone else to hear them, too, because like you guys are working so hard to help me with my podcast. And I feel like I want to advertise you guys properly, too, you know. So the dopamine will kind of be like a monthly publication. It's like not really like a physical publication, but It'll have all the content from the podcast and it's mostly like unsaid behind the scenes stuff. The podcast kind of sticks to an outline, but the magazine will have kind of, you know, what their what the other person's story is, what makes them feel good, what they like to do outside inside of school. I wanted to do a lot of features inside of this magazine, too. So if there's any artwork that you guys want to like send in at any time, anything you want to promote, just like email me. And my email is thehormonalpodcast at gmail.com. So the dopamine is kind of like a cute magazine that sums up everything that happened. Bonus behind the scenes content. I feel like that would just be my favorite part of this whole thing. Because you could get like additional lore off of the magazine and kind of just read about the episode, the person. And you'll see like a lot of cool sick shots from Alyssa and Izzy, which are my two favorite photographers in crime. And they're the best. I'll be taking submissions in a lot of different categories. So just don't feel like you need to stick to one or um, don't feel like you need to stick to science or just like one thing or the other because that's really not the case. Trust me, you can tie anything into hormones and it'll somehow find a way to like work itself in. Speaking of dopamine, I wanted to do another segment called Dopamine Diaries And it's kind of going to be like a Reels or TikTok segment. And it's essentially going to be um, maybe even like an IGTV one, if you will. And I was thinking it'd be like behind the scenes from all the episodes we do, all the photo shoots we have. I feel like everyone only ever sees like the perfect finished product. But there's just so much to see. Like I want you guys to feel like you guys are part of my podcast or like on set with us even. Because I feel like these are some of the best people I've ever met in my life. And you deserve you got you guys deserve to meet them you guys deserve to know them and you deserve to meet all my future podcasters I know they are amazing I'm excited to introduce you guys to them and I want nothing more than to be able to convey that through the podcast I know I've been talking a lot about dopamine by the way I just wanted to explain what dopamine is exactly since I've been talking about it so much and why I chose it for the logo so 
and wrinkle out all of the questions and the purpose of dopamine being such a big part of my podcast. So getting into it, dopamine is a neurotransmitter that's actually made in your brain and it plays a role as a reward center and it has many body functions including like memory, movement, motivation, mood, attention, and a lot more. So higher low dopamine levels are associated with different diseases, different feelings, which I will get into for a little bit. Dopamine also acts as a hormone. Dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine are the main catecholamines, which are basically like a label that's given to all of them because they have the same molecular structure. So these hormones are made by your adrenal gland, which is like this cute little small hat-shaped gland at the top of your kidneys. And it's also released by the hypothalamus in your brain. So the purpose of dopamine in your body is that it's involved in movement, memory, and a lot of reward, motivation, behavioral cognition, attention, sleep, arousal, mood, learning, and lactation. As a hormone, dopamine is also released into your bloodstream and it is part of the fight or flight syndrome. I know you guys have heard it before, like when you feel like you're being chased like a lion, like you feel like all the adrenaline in you, that that feeling is dopamine. Dopamine also causes your blood vessels to relax. So at low doses, it actually does help you relax or constrict depending depending on. And it actually does increase sodium and salt and urine from your body. It reduces insulin production in your pancreas and it slows gastrointestinal content movements and protects your GI lining. Dopamine is also known as the feel-good hormone because it gives you like a sense of pleasure. It gives you the motivation to do something when you're feeling pleasure. So like when something good happens, you're like, wow, I want more of this. I need to have more of this. And it just kind of gets you going. It's part of your reward system. So it is designed that way. So from an evolutionary standpoint, I feel like that's really interesting. And it really is helpful because like when you're doing things you need to survive, like eat, drink, and you're competing to survive and reproduce our brains are kind of just always looking for behavior that releases dopamine in our reward system. Like you want to feel good all the time. So when you're doing something that makes you feel good, your brain releases like a lot of dopamine and you feel really, really good. And you're like, wow, I want more. I really need to get a second hit of this. So think about like when you're eating like junk food. I know my favorite is like King of Gyro and sugar too. Sugar is very addictive. So when you're eating like candy or you're eating junk food or you're eating like a burger, um, there's a reason why they're so addictive. They trigger like a lot of dopamine into your brain and it gives you that feeling that makes you feel like you're like on top of like the Empire State. You're like, wow, I feel so good right now. Like I am in I'm in my prime right now. And it kind of just makes you want to eat it again. I know that dopamine is also associated with a lot of diseases like Parkinson's and obesity and addiction. But I will be saving those for another podcast episode. But I just wanted to cover cover some of what dopamine really is and just get into it for a little bit. So circling back after, you know, that whole dopamine circle, dopamine rush situation, I just wanted to say that I wanted to do dopamine for the hormonal logo because it was like reward, success, motivation. And me and my friends actually made a giant version of dopamine because you know like what other rewarding experience is there pun intended yeah that that was a really dry joke but you guys are gonna hear it a lot I'm gonna be saying hormonal and dopamine like a ton 
Um, to me, there was nothing more rewarding than starting this podcast. I feel like every day when I wake up, all I want to do is think of more ways that I can make hormonal better and just expand it for everyone involved. I'm just so drawn to it that the motivation just magically flows. And I guess that is the dopamine hitting. It's amazing to know that everybody has helped me in like such an incredible way. Like You guys have been so supportive with everything and just the, the hit of relief I have and happiness I have after I just do things that are related to my podcast is amazing. I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. That, that's why. Um, it's amazing to know that everyone has helped me in such an incredible amount. Okay. It's amazing to know that everyone has helped me in such an incredible amount with all of this. And just the hit of happiness that hits me after we do something related to hormonal is just insane. Like, it's such a chaotic feeling for me, but almost addicting. And I just want to do more and more every day. Like, all the late nights making huge hormone molecules, doing photo shoots, planning episodes. It is the most dopamine feeling ever. And also, I just wanted to throw in that I'm not also, I'm not only going to cover hormones. I'm also doing neurotransmitters because I thought that kind of fit the bill. Because I feel like they also do kind of belong. Um, as for dopamine, it is both a neurotransmitter and a hormone. And the logo actually kind of reflects that because it's kind of like a crossover. Because it represents both. And you're probably like, oh man, this is getting complicated. But like... Don't worry, don't worry, I got you. I'm here to break it down. Um, neurotransmitters are only involved in the transmission of nerve signals. And hormones, they are d diverse in function. They control your growth, development, and your reproduction. Second difference, um, neurotransmitters are only found in animals. But hormones are found in both plants and animals. So we have them and plants have them. Neurotransmitters are only belonging to the nervous system. And hormones belong to the endocrine system, hence endocrinology. Neurotransmitters are proteins, amino acids, or gases, but hormones can be polypeptides, amines, terpenoids, steroids, or phenolic compounds. Neurotransmitters quickly respond, usually within a matter of milliseconds, but hormones actually take a few minutes to a few days to respond in your body. Also, since it's Valentine's Day, how can I not bring falling in love into this episode? I wanted to bring up one of... A st okay. Also, since it's Valentine's Day, how can I not bring in... Oh. Also, since it's Valentine's Day, I wanted you guys to feel the love a little bit. How can I not bring falling in love into this episode? I actually wanted to cover the study done by Dr. Helen Fisher and a team led by her at Rutgers about the three stages of love, well, more like three categories, um, which are lust, attraction, and attachment. So you kind of know how everyone's like, we've all had that one person in our lives for like three months, and then it kind of just went downhill from there, like they ghosted you and everything. That is actually one of the categories of love, which falls kind of under the attraction phase, actually. So attraction is actually getting into one of my favorites again, dopamine which is produced by the hypothalamus and correlated with reward behavior essentially dopamine is released when we do things that we love it feels rewarding and we're like yes you get that rush of feel-good hormones you feel motivated to do anything and in this case it translates over to love you're like 
man, I really need to do everything in my power to pull this person. I need to show them that we listen to the same music. We are the same person. I'm going to send them a love letter. I'm going to do everything I can to make them think that I'm a cool person. And when you're in the attraction phase, there's another chemical related to dopamine that is released called norepinephrine. You've probably also heard of that one before. Um, it's also it's also produced in addition to dopamine. Oh, when you're in the attraction phase, there's actually another chemical related to dopamine, norepinephrine, which is actually produced in addition to dopamine, and that is a whole other beast. Now that is where all the crazy sensations start hitting and you get all giggly and happy. You're like twirling your toes of happiness. You can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't breathe and the world just feels like a happier place. But at the same time, you kind of want to throw your phone at the wall. That is kind of like the feeling of having a crush because you're kind of like stressed out, but you're like, man, I need to get more. I need more. I need to talk to them. But also at the same time, I'm like kind of dying. So that's where... Like, that's where no norepinephrine comes in because it's part of your fight-or-flight response, which goes into overdrive when we're freaking out in a stressful situation. And our body kind of just, like, wants us to get out of there. But, like, it's, like, you know, but it's still addicting at the same time because you have the dopamine, you have the no norepinephrine. It's almost like a cocktail of chemicals that makes you fired up, ready to go, and you're like, it's go time. Like, like oh, my God, like, every like everything is happening at once. So norepinephrine and dopamine combined together create the whole sensation of I can't breathe, I can't eat, all I think about is him. I'm so in love. I know the other day my friend was telling me about how she goes to bio class only to see her crush because he's there and she goes just to see him. She was like, he is my motivation to go to bio class. And I kind of just thought of dopamine in the moment because I was like, oh, like dopamine, falling in love, motivation. So I was like, wow, like th- like the chokehold that this man has on her, like the dopamine chokehold he has on her is crazy because the fact that she's like, oh, my God, I only go to see him, like not even like talk to him just to like see him and just like be in his glory. Also, I actually did think of a song that explains it really, really well. It's called Keep Me Up by Charlotte Lawrence. And I think she said it better than I did. So let me read the lyrics a little bit for you guys. My heart starts beating and my hand starts sweating. My chest starts sinking and will even start shaking. It's physical and emotional. You're keeping me awake at night. I'm losing all my appetite. My heart is beating out of time. My skin is cold. My chest is tight. You're keeping me awake at night. I know all of you guys can probably think of someone who's made you feel like that and your insides are probably like melting away because of stress and happiness at the same time. For me, I think it's this podcast. Like my palms have been shaking this entire time. I've been so scared because like, I don't know, having this mic in my face is actually really scary. I'm so stressed. Like, like, I don't know, but I feel so in love. I want to be immersed in this literally every single day. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I find more things to love about it. And all of you guys, like every single day, having a crush on my podcast and being married to like this grind life is kind of the way I'm doing Valentine's Day from now on. Not that I ever did anything before, but now it's kind of like a special day for me and everyone involved. I know that like as time goes by, a lot of people are going to join and they're going to become part of my little hormonal family. And I'm so excited for it. And it's just been such a journey throughout. 
to end off, I just wanted to say, from the day that humans first walked the earth, hormones were the first to guide them. They're like an everlasting civilization with special talents that see our potential for what it is. They know exactly what we need and when we need it. They've been the cause of some of the mistakes we've made, but also the reason why we're functioning. Every day is kind of hormonal when you think about it. And like there's just so many niches that they have. It's impossible not to be. The ability to feel hunger. That's like the message from leptin and ghrelin telling us that we need to eat or that we're full. There's also testosterone that can like make you bald, but it can also help you with bone density and strength. One of my favorites is oxytocin, the one that always wants to cuddle, also nicknamed the cuddle hormone. There's just a whole civilization of chemicals that was made just for your body. A whole little crew that's all ready to make sure that you are the best person you can possibly be. To also find the love of your life by sniffing out their immune system. To be eating properly, sleeping properly, and battling germs in the middle of the night. They control just about everything you can think of, and they're the people I want to know. I want all of you to know all of these hormones by name, by face, and all of their personalities inside and out, and how they're in. I want all of you to know these hormones by name, by face, and their personalities inside and out, and how they're in every crevice of your life. Through every test you fail, every terrible crush gone wrong, the joyous moments with the people you love most, every period cramp, mood swing, but most importantly, for every triumph since the beginning of time, it was always them. They are the best friends we never knew we had, the ones that are always with us even when we think they're not. They're our hormones, the most powerful army at your service. Thank you. So now I guess I just wanted to do some thank yous. I couldn't have done any of this without all of my podcast crew, everyone that has been with me towards the start, everyone who has helped me agree to be on an episode. All of you guys are so special to me. And I just wanted to start by naming off everybody who's been involved so far, which is Izzy. Thank you so much for taking photos of me for Hormonal. Thank you, Alyssa, for doing all of the photo shoot stuff for me. I love you both so much. You guys are the most amazing photographers. I'm so lucky to have you. Brandon, thank you so much for helping me figure out the recording studio because this place is kind of confusing and scary. And I'm really glad that you were there with me on my first day. Nora, I love I love the dopamine necklace. I'm sure everybody loves the dopamine necklace too. It turned out beautiful. Nicole, thank you for helping me make that dopamine molecule crazy. That hexagon went insane. I I couldn't even tell I couldn't even begin to fathom what I would have done if you weren't there because that hormone was so it was so chaotic and honestly dopamine has given me given me trauma now for the rest of my life Deeksha, thank you so much I know that we're going to do your episode very very soon and I know that you are now part of the hormonal team and we will think of very cool business ideas for hormonal in the future together and Sarah, thank you so much for researching everything about production, agreeing to be on Hormonal, just editing everything out, um, researching how to upload to Spotify and all of those different things, like all the technical stuff I've never been really good at, but I know that we're all going to figure it out together. Rhea, thank you so much for the moral support. I know that I haven't gotten the chance to do much with you yet, but I'm excited to see what we do. 
And that is all of you guys. And I'm so happy that you guys were there with me. Um, so I guess this is closing off. And thank you so much for listening in today, everybody. Again, this is a lore episode and all of the episodes will not be like this at all. It won't be me talking the entire time. I know you guys probably don't want to hear me talking the entire time, but you will hear other people talking next time. But with that being said, bye, everybody. Hormonal out. <laughs>